All right, and welcome back to another special episode, that, if that's what we're going to call it, of Seminole Sideline 365. I'm your host, KB. Old man is missing in action. He's somewhere in Portugal. Uh, but I'm here, and we have some breaking news. Um, it's it's like the fall. There, there's a lot going on, and I'm doing these mini episodes. And uh, as you may have heard or may not have heard, NBA playoffs are going on. NFL draft is tonight, so you probably may not see this until Friday. Probably got better things to do, but I don't. So, uh <laughs> couple of different things are going on tonight. So one of the, one of the things that we're going to discuss real quick uh, is the latest news on uh, Joshua Farmer. Yeah, that back and forth saga. I kind of called it, though, on our late. If you didn't watch our latest episode on Wednesday, go back to the playlist, check it out. We talked about the Joshua Farmer, Daryl Jackson, what's going on with them. Farmer didn't have his name in the, in the, in the portal, but Twitter basically said he was gone. He's going to Colorado, da-da-da. People are wishing him gone, and they said he was going to take Daryl Jackson with him. My whole thing was I didn't think that was probably going to happen because if Daryl Jackson, one, went with him, he likely wouldn't get his NCAA waiver, which he still doesn't have, which is kind of concerning for Florida State. But he's more likely to get it here due to the circumstances of why he left Miami than if he went to Colorado if Joshua Farmer were to go there. The second thing is losing a guy like Joshua Farmer – is concerning, not necessarily for this year, but in terms of future depth at the position. This is the guy that most likely will be your starter next season. And you have the depth this year. But a lot of the depth you have this year are, are seniors, are, are multi-year seniors, right? Transfers you brought in, guys that you retain, verse, guys you brought in, like I said, Fisk, you, uh, Fabian Lovett stayed. You have a lot of depth you know, on that line. And you, and you got a guy like Farmer who's developed in the system, right? You want to keep him. You want him to stay. So if I have multiple years in the system, he'll be able to step up next season. So losing, and he's got talent, right? This isn't a guy that's a scrub. This guy's got talent. Um, and it seems like it came down to, he wanted a little bit of a pay raise this day. It's a business now. The portal has started the business. And just like a guy in the corporate world, like myself, if you want me to stay, there's other opportunities out there. That's, you know, you asked for a raise. He went to the battles then. I think he may have gotten an NIL raise. Good for him. I, I'm not going to fault him for that. And what and the thing that's different about this year is that you have Prime over at Colorado, and what he has is something that no other team has right now. He's got a plethora of scholarships available to him, and he's got playing time to sell. He's got playing time, national television, and available scholarships that he can say, hey, I can give you playing time. I can give you a starting role. And I can give you national television and probably some big time sponsors that will give you NIL dollars. He can get, he can promote and give any, he can give them all those things, right? Other schools are locked up. All the big time programs, Alabama, Miami, uh, uh, Clemson, uh, I would say Clemson, Florida State, you know, all the top 10, 15 schools, they allocated all those, all those major scholarships, you know, during the, the main transfer period, right? During, during the, the winter time. Now comes spring when guys are starting to transfer out, stuff like that. They don't have 20, you know, 10, 15, 20 scholarships like, like Coach Prime does. He's got that available. It was a smart move by him. He knew he was going to have to. I think it was kind of a smart move by him because he knew he was going to have to turn over that roster sooner rather than later. Mike Norvell did a different approach of slowly overhauling the roster and, and, and kind of doing it year over year over year. Prime's taking a different route, right? He is overnight essentially cutting everybody and saying – I'm going to take my my chances now of taking the leftovers from other programs that are the backups and, and the third tier guys 
that potentially are, are hidden gems. And I'm going to offer them immediate starting playing time within my program and see if I can overhaul a call culture overnight. It's a risky move, but when you're coming out, coming to a program that only won one game at Colorado, you got to take some chances, right? He's got to take some chances. So that's one thing Florida state cannot offer that, you know, Florida state can't offer starting minutes. They already have starting lineups established right now. They brought in the top recruits out of the portal and gave them positions, you know, Cypress, Fisk, you know, the list goes on. They were able to get the top guys that they wanted. And so they're, you know, guys like prime are able to tempt guys like farmer guys like Jackson, potentially guys like, you know, Gant with, Guys who made, you know, Gantt's a special teams MVP for Fuller State, right? Now, that, that goes on to the breaking news uh, of last night that Gantt is choosing to go to, you know, Colorado with uh, Derek McClendon, another guy who was a rotational piece, had some upside, a lot of upside potentially, wasn't getting starting minutes with Florida State. He started 12 games, but wasn't getting a starting, like, refs that he wanted. And he goes to Colorado where he can get those reps and be get greater game tape that he wants to maybe go to the next level, right? These are guys who are choosing to play on the potentially a six-win team, right? A full rebuild because they want starting minutes, right? For Gantt, special teams MVP, right? He made the transition from safety to linebacker. And he's got one year of eligibility left, right? He he's, he needs he needs game tape if he wants any chance of playing at the next level. And I get it. I, I, I'm not faulting these guys for making the move. They have to do what's right for them. But Florida State can't offer him anything else but, but saying, hey, you're going to be another rotational player in our depth chart, but we're going to be competing for an ACC championship and maybe a playoff berth this year. So guys have to make the choice. Is it team accomplishment over personal development, you know, you know, personal kind of achievement? These guys have to make that choice. And it comes down to that, right? And I get both sides of the case. So Gant chooses to go to Colorado. Some were saying, you know, I thought maybe he would go to UCF and stay closer to home, but you know, he he decides to go to you know with prime time. I get that. Go play for a coach like that. Cool experience. His final year of eligibility. So he chooses to go with Derek McClendon and go to Colorado and experience uh, you know Coach Prime and in that rebuild there. Uh, and then there was the the rumors of what would happen. You know, with Josh Farmer, because he officially did enter his name on Thursday, uh, April 27th, when I'm recording this. He officially did put his name in today, and then hours later this evening, he retracted it. Florida had taken his name off the roster when his name officially went in, and then hours later, he put out the statement that he was staying, and then he put his name back on the roster. I compared this last night to the Amarius Mims scenario, right? Where Florida State, you know, he, he puts his name in. Warchant goes off and says, he is committed to Florida State, da, da, da. And if it, it, everyone thinks it's wrapped up. And then he pulls his name out. He stayed with Georgia. It was all salary. It, no, salary, sorry. I, I say salary in quotation. But it was all and then IL negotiation, essentially, right? You show, you show someone you have better options. You get a pay raise and you stay. I don't think Farmer actually ever wanted to leave. But you have to use it in negotiations and say, I have suitors. I, you know, he had to, I think, commit that he was going to put his name out there. He actually had to do the action, put his name out there so that he could actually get, you know, get the reward back. So honestly, I get it. It's a business now. These players have to play it like that. Fans may not like it. I may not like it sometimes, but they have to do this in order to sometimes eat that money out of guys like Battle's End 
and, and make force their hand in these negotiations. So I think he he probably got his bag secured. I'm glad he's staying because I think out of all those three guys, Gantz, McClendon, Farmer, uh, you know, Farmer, I think he's one of the better players that we're retaining, and he'll be able to compete for starting time next year, full time starting time, and not just a rotational piece. And it ensures, I believe, that you keep Jackson. And we don't have to go through the drama of potentially losing Jackson. And I think Jackson will get his waiver, definitely now. The latest news is with Cooper. Duke Cooper tonight, as of an hour, it's 8.47. I think he entered his name on, on at like 7.30 on Thursday, April 27th. Duke Cooper, Marion has entered his name into the portal. This is, I, I don't think... Some people say I, I I think maybe a couple show weekends ago, some people announced that they maybe thought he would enter his name in just due to once again to depth. I I'm not a great lover of our defensive backs. Um, I never have trusted them for the last five, six years. You know, I, I still think it's one of our weaker groups in general from top to bottom. I know we have some players after losing Jamie Robinson, um, you know, it, it, we definitely lost one of our prime players. But when you look at who we have here, uh, and, and I'll, I'll pull up uh, his note here. So this is with Amarion. I'll, I'll zoom it in here. Um, give me a second here. I'll, I'll zoom this in. So this is what he posted on Twitter. God's plan. You know, these these are all God's plans when people post. The, I don't I don't ever get that. But um, yeah. So he once again he's gracious. Amarion seems like a great guy. So this is against him. Once again, this is a business, right? He thanks all the coaching. Adam Fuller. Da da da. Um, learn lessons. That being said, he's going to transfer portal next big step for his career. So the way this reads is that once again, he's looking for playing time, starting reps on the field. And he wasn't getting that at Florida State, right? He was not always on the field. This wasn't a guy that was constantly, um, you know, he, he wasn't in a starting role necessarily at Florida State. And so a guy like that who has limited eligibility left and he's coming up on, you know, and he's battled from some injuries, um, switched to safety, was starting to emerge. I mean, his best game, in my opinion, was the LSU game. I think that's when, you know, he had his career high uh, in, in tackles last year. But I think he played pretty good against LSU last year. But it wasn't like a guy – he wasn't a shutdown guy in any regards, right? Um, and he wasn't statistically a, a all-star at Florida State. Um, I don't think he necessarily lived up to his four-star ranking uh, so far at Florida State. That's not saying he couldn't. Um, but he was, he was, he was projected to be set in the rotation with guys like, you know, Shaheem, uh, and Akeem Dent. Shaheem, I think it has the most potential of all those guys. And I think we've seen that in his young career. Akeem, you kind of know what you have with him. He's gotten better, still hasn't lived up to his full potential. I don't think, but you brought in guys like, you know, uh, uh, guys on the, the back end now with, uh, you know, guys like, uh. Sorry, uh, you know, you still got Jerry Jones. You got brought in Cypress. So you brought in uh, some guys. You had Greedy Vance on the back end. So you still have a lot of guys in the room. Uh, and, and Fentrell should be good. I, I just, you know, you don't want to lose depth on that side. But I don't think losing a guy like Cooper is going to necessarily kill you, right? Once again, if we're trading, if we're keeping Farmer or Cooper, Farmer, you win that trade, right? Keeping far, If you're trading one to Colorado... You, you keep Farmer all day, in my opinion, right? That defensive line talent, or his talent overall and his potential, I think out, outweighs what you get in Cooper, 
in my opinion. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts in the chat. Do you think Cooper, losing Cooper is going to have a bigger impact this season than overall in the next couple of years? Or do you think, you know, you agree with me that having Farmer the next couple of seasons outweighs losing Cooper for this season? Because I, I could go either way on this. I Like I said, I think Mike Norvell, this may be, and, and you got to think about the timing of this decision, right? The transfer portal, I believe, is closing within the next couple of days, maybe the end of this week. You know, correct me if I'm wrong there. I, I think it is closing at the end of this week. So guys have to make a decision relatively soon, April 30th, right? So they have to make a decision within the next three days. So I think this may came down to a, a discussion. I know the coaches were going to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with the position coaches, with Mike Norvell, over the last couple of weeks after the spring football game. You know, and this is the last couple of weeks, right? And the deadline's on Sunday. So maybe this was a decision that was like, you know, Cooper, you've been banged up. You're switching positions. You're going to be in rotation. We cannot promise you the reps that you want to see here, right? We best, you know, it's best you probably move on. Move on to a program like Colorado that just cut 50 guys. Right? Right? I mean, for his career as a business decision, wouldn't you do that? Right? Unless he unless he said, hey, I want to compete for something bigger than, than me. I want to compete for an ACC title. I put in so much work here, you know, through development of my talents, through this program, through the climb, whatever. I want to do it here, and I don't care if I'm a rotational piece. I get those sides. But I think from a business decision level, if he sees himself at the next level, in the NFL, XFL, whatever it is, he wants consistent game tape, betting on himself and going to Colorado is probably the best move for him. So I think he's got to do what's best for him. Now, does this count out? And I, I have to look up what the scholarship count is for Florida State. But I think they're at like 82, 81 now. They're getting close. Do they look at a kid, you know, there's a kid from Oklahoma, I think is in the transfer portal right now, four-star guy, who's from, uh, played at, it was from Fort, Lala, Fort Lauderdale that they could be looking at. I, I tweeted about him. There's a couple of four-star guys in the transfer portal right now. So unlike defensive line, where there was like very few defensive linemen that they could replace Farmer with, or if they lost both Farmer and Jackson, they could, it would be very hard to replace those guys. There's a couple of guys that they wanted to get a rotational guy out of the portal, at the defensive back position, the cornerback position, there is a couple of guys available still. Uh, uh, good players that are still available right now. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Florida State plays this. Because if you see here, you've got a couple of guys that are still available. Um, yeah, let me. This is this is who I was looking at. Um, yeah, Jaden Davis, who I was looking at before. So you do still have guys. Jaden Davis has one year left, I believe. Yep, he has one year left, and he's from St. Thomas Aquinas. So maybe he's looking to come home for his final year, right? That makes sense to me. Uh, you know, there's some decent guys in here. There's some decent guys in here that can play. I, this would be if I'm Mike Norvell and staff, I'm making a call to this guy and, and seeing what this level said. Is he is he okay with being a rotational player? Does he want to come home, be in front of his family, and, and be a rotational piece this year? Right. We'll see what happens. What are your thoughts?
you think they make a phone call or they just go with the depth that they have right now? Go with Shaheen, go with Akeem, move some guys around. I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. So where do we go from here? Make a phone call, I would say. But I think we'll see a little bit more action. There's only three more days left, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Hopefully nothing else happens tonight. But three more days left in the portal. This weekend, the draft, things are getting wild. What do you think happens? Do you think anything else happens this weekend? Hopefully not. Hopefully nothing more surprising. But you may see a couple more, uh, hopefully no running backs, hopefully no receivers. Because once again, if guys leave, it makes them hard to replace them. So I'm hoping, knowing Mike, I bet he has some, uh, he's put some feelers out to say, hey, if we open up more spots, we want to take you. I bet some guys in the portal are waiting for a phone call to say, hey, Florida State said if uh, if they open up a slot for a spot for me, I can come, right? So there may be some of those offers out there, some kind of uh, uncommittable offers right now that if uh, a spot opens up, they can come. It, there's a lot of a lot of things at play here. I would love to see a documentary about how these things work out, right? It's a, it's a very tangled web right now. So we'll see what happens. Let me know in your comments below. Is Omarion Cooper, Duke Cooper, a big loss? Are you happy with the trade of keeping Farmer for and losing Coop? See what happens. All right. Thanks, y'all. Have a good night. Enjoy the draft, and we'll speak soon. Bye.